Thank you for being here. Welcome to our Friday weekly podcast called the Class Action Weekly Wire. Uh, my name is Jerry Mapman. I'm a partner at Dwayne Morris, and today we're joined by my colleague, Greg Tassonis, who works in our employment group here in Chicago. Welcome, Greg. Thanks, Jerry. Very happy to be here. Today on our podcast, we're discussing wage and hour litigation by my way of thinking the number one risk that employers have throughout the United States. And there was a significant develop this, development this week with a rather substantial settlement involving correctional officers in California. Greg, can you give us a thumbnail description of what occurred? Absolutely, Jerry. So this case has actually been going on for 15 years. Um, the classes in this case consisted of over 10,000 current and retired correctional sergeants and lieutenants that worked in the California correctional system. Um, they filed suit against the state of California and its Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, alleging that they failed to pay overtime wages for preliminary and post-liminary work activities, things like security searches, tool pickup, and pre-shift supervisory responsibilities, extending all the way back to 2005. There's a more than 15-year uh, uh, litigation timeline. Is that unusual in California or other parts of the country? Uh, very unusual, definitely not typical for a wage and hour class action alleging these types of claims to go on for 15 years. What were some of the terms of the settlement? And in your mind, why is it significant for employers? Yeah, so in terms of the top line dollars, the party settled the claims for $155 million, which included $46.5 million in attorney's fees to three different law firms. Um, ultimately, in the court's analysis of the settlement, it determined that the settlement was fair, reasonable, and adequate, uh, and found that it afforded members of the settlement classes meaningful relief under the circumstances, taking into consideration the risks and uh, expenses of continued litigation. Um, the court also found that the fees requested were reasonable in part based on both the results obtained by class counsel, uh, as well as the issues and risks involved in the case, and the fact that the litigation had been going on uh, for over 15 years. So this, a settlement this size, uh, certainly uh, employers should be aware of the potential risk for wage and hour class actions um, that have the potential for these sorts of nine-figure settlements. In terms of a 15-year timeline, um, were there some of the challenges confronted in the case involving uh, class members who uh, passed away? class members who went on to other jobs and were ex-employees, and then morale issues with the current employee population. That's exactly right, Jerry. So thousands of the original class members uh, have obviously retired at this point, uh, given the length of time. And one of the original named plaintiffs and even other unnamed class members have even passed away uh, since the litigation commenced. Um, in fact, the plaintiffs indicated in their final settlement approval motion um, that it would be a great benefit to the remaining class members to finalize the settlement at long last and you know get these individuals paid uh, as soon as possible. $155 million is a monster huge settlement. I've studied this area for about 20 years and done comparative analyses of top 10 settlements in each calendar year. And I know that last year, uh, the top 10 wage and hour class action settlements topped out at about uh, $545 million. Where does this year's $155 million class action settlement rank this particular case? 
Great question. So, so far this year, this settlement ranks at number two in the wage and hour space, so top settlements in 2023. Uh, it's obviously a, a very significant settlement uh, and could very well stay at the top of the range of recoveries for wage and hour cases this year. Well, inevitably, like uh, more, most often with taxes and rates go up, it sounds like 2023 is trending for a very, very big year and possibly higher settlement numbers than in years in the past. I think that's absolutely right, Jerry. Well, thank you for your thought leadership in joining us today, Greg, and providing your analysis of this particular noteworthy settlement. Thanks for having me, Jerry, and uh, thank you to all the listeners. That's it for our Friday uh, weekly podcast. Thanks for joining us here at the Dwayne Morris Class Action Blog. Mm -hmm.